And now, coming to you live from the tri-state area and San Francisco, California, it's the best part of Wednesday. Waffle Box, with your hosts, Mike Fish and Kush Hayes. Welcome to Waffle Box, the podcast where we talk about anything, everything, and nothing, all at the same time. Come on, from episode 70, Mapped. The happiest place in the world. Elon Musk buys Twitter. Bilger's story of the week, two movie review, and so much more. I'm Mike Fish, and I am joined as always by the main man in San Fran. It's Mr. Kush Hayes. Kush, how you doing, buddy? What's good, y'all? Kush Hayes here coming to you. The original Waffle Box. It is the best part of Wednesdays, and you will accept no substitutions. Uh-uh. Mike Fish. How was your Halloween, Mike Fish? Quiet. I, uh, so I, I spent October 31st uh, being an adult, and I was just leaf-blowing in the backyard. And then the one, the one person that dared ring my doorbell, I then gave him the bad news that there's no candy here. Oh. And that was it. That was my... Uh... But I have found a new trend of... Oh. I, might, I, might, I might try to start a hashtag to get us trending. Um, adulting like children. Because I found, you know, as you're getting older, you know, you start, you know, you start to get that crossroads between, you know, I still feel young, but I'm doing really adult shit. So okay. I'm trying to work ways of, you know, doing grown up stuff, but being childish with it. So what I did while I was leaf blowing, I had my headphones on and I was listening to the Ghostbusters theme song. So I pretended that the leaves were ghosts and I was, it was so much fun. Yeah, I'll allow that. I was going to roll my eyes under these dark glasses, but I'll allow that. How was your Halloween? Also very unmemorable. Just stayed at home. Um, I did my celebrating Saturday night and uh, yeah, it was fun. But getting home was a chore. I so it, when you say dress up, I just put on I think uh, my blue transparent glasses and just went like, "Hey, I'm Kush Hayes." Woo! And, and one chick, the went ghost like, of Kush Hayes. What's one chick was just like, "So who's Kush Hayes?" And I was like, "I'm Kush Hayes." And she's like, <laughs> "I'm gonna need a little more context on that." And I was like, "Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it." So. So it dates back to 1996, and then no. I hope you <laughs> hope you pushed it towards the podcast. I, I, you know what? I just let it go. Oh. But at the end of October brings Halloween, and after Halloween brings my favorite holiday of the year. It's go to the store and buy all the Halloween branded candy for discount prices. Woo! Do you not I celebrate that? No. No. Trying to keep my teeth from rotting. Oh well, uh-huh. you know, yeah, you know, you know, don't go overboard. You know, brush, floss, mouthwash, and all that good stuff. You know, take care of your mm. teeth, especially as I paid a lots of money for mine since I fixed my dirty British teeth. But um, another another holiday that I've seen pop up that I need to discuss because it's ridiculous. Mm. Is have you seen this um? Hashtag no nut November. Yes, I'm familiar with no nut November. Like, 
what are you doing with your life when you need to put out into the world hey everyone i'm I'm gonna i'm not gonna ejaculate for 30 whole days like good who cares i'm already out oh i hope you washed your hands afterwards you dirty boy yes sir but as I was speaking, I was speaking on uh, the Claret and Big Blue podcast with Alex J. Middleton. And it's like, this because my whole, th- that wasn't, no nut November wasn't a thing in England. What we did okay. in, in, in England on November was hashtag no shave November. And so, mm. you know, to raise that was awareness. was a thing here for a minute. Okay. Yeah. To raise awareness for the old testicular cancer, men who mm-hmm. typically clean shave would let their beards grow out for a month. And you might throw them a couple of pounds, you know, go towards charity and all that good stuff. But if someone come up to me with a clipboard and said, hey, um, I'm trying to raise awareness to this charity, so I'm not going to masturbate this month. Could I, could you please? Get the fuck out of my face, boy. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> I don't think anyone's doing it for pledges. It's the, it's an internet meme for sure. And I don't know how many people actually go all the way through with it. Um. But then, you know, I've just seen ridiculous, ridiculous memes where just like some kid is on his laptop, just like, so I'm really trying and it's hard here. And then the next frame is just some big roided out monster <laughs> just going, keep it up, King. You can do it with through God's plan. All is solved. <laughs> and then, you know, just once you go a couple of weeks, you know, you're on the you're on the train. It's rocking real nice. It's got a nice rhythm to it. Suddenly the mind goes. Don't just don't just do it. Just don't do it enough where it's interfering with the rest of your life. Like again, who what are you do? How many times a day are you doing it where it's become a big thing that I'm not gonna do it? That takes a couple of minutes. Knock one out. You know. Knock one out, relieve yourself, get on with the rest of your day. I don't think like it's like uh it's a choice between masturbating or curing cancer. It's, It's 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 one or the other. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, okay. Speaking of hashtags, hashtags uh, are big on the Twitter sphere, and Twitter is about to change forever, apparently. Forever. Um, because Elon Musk has spent 44 billion of his hard earned dollars to purchase social media platform Twitter, immediately taking yeah. it private again. So he fired the board of directors. And apparently he's going to try to make the world a bigger place, a better place to which I'm almost certain one of two things is going to happen. One, people are just going to be like, dude, chill out. It's just Twitter. And Twitter is going to kind of fade away. Mm-hmm. And he's going to waste his money. Or two, this whole, oh my God, Twitter's never going to be the same again. It's going to be another one of those Y2K things. If you don't know what Y2K is, look it up, kids. Where it's like, oh, it's nothing. Nothing changed. Nothing changed. It's... I got a feeling we're going to see Twitter close its doors like in the next five years if uh, Elon stays. Not because he's going to mismanage it or anything. I think he's just going to like, eh, that was fun. Now I'm done. New toy officially used. Um, yeah. They had a lot five of money to, to do that. He's what got that money, like? though. So reports were from the, I was looking at the BBC, the British Broadcasting Company's report on this. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how one of the things he wants to do is to revamp the verification system by charging people to have a blue tick next to their name. Oh, weird. 
which makes so some reports say it was supposed to be twenty dollars a month. He himself yeah. tweeted out that it was going to be eight dollars a month, part of Twitter Blue, which we've discussed already, which is a crock of shit. Some yeah. people think he's trolling and it's not actually going to happen, but I don't know. It's just it just made me laugh where he was coming out being all righteous, like hey, you know, I'm just trying to make you know, free speech, man, and the world a better place. I'm not in this for the money. Oh, by the way, I'm charging $8 a month if you want a blue tick. It's, really? um, I feel like he, I think, I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure he'll do that. Um, it, the blue check mark has always been funny to me. I know a few folks that I literally just woke up one day with the blue check mark. Like, you know, mm. they're, 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 they're definitely people of interest, people that, you know, you don't want to have a uh, fake accounts out there. But like they didn't request it whatsoever. They literally just woke up like, oh, there's a blue check mark next to my name. And I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, if the tamale lady can have one, why can't you? But then I know some folks that are like, you know, are doing uh, also doing big stuff with their lives and they can't get that blue check mark to save their goddamn life. And it is just funny watching them flail around in the Twitter pool, just going, I don't have a blue check mark. Ah, I want a blue check mark. And they can't have their check. Mark. No check mark for you. I mean, don't go wrong. Just for that, just because it looks nice. At one point, I was like, oh, even though I'm no one, no one important, I'm pretty sure no one's going to try to impersonate me on Twitter. But you know, I, I like to think, you know, it'd be nice to have a blue check mark. But now it's like, well, you can get one if you spend eight dollars a month. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'll be uh, Mister Nobody. Yeah, probably better that way. Yeah, so that's that's the news there. Elon Musk wasting his money. I'm pretty sure he's not going to see that $44 billion again. I mean, <sighs> if, I mean Couldn't if happen he starts charging eight bucks a month, he might. Oh, he might you, that you know, like Mr. Big Balls 267512 with 12 followers is going to get a verification check pretty soon. And he's going to mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. Shout out to Mr. Big Balls 2656789. I mean, Mr. Big Balls six five seven eight eight has been clowning this fool forever, oh, dude. Oh, so right. like, we, he needs that blue check mark. Everyone knows he's fake. Shame. Yeah. <laughs> You're a phony. <laughs> hey, this guy's a great big phony. Ah, the old sound bite still coming into play. Um, next thing, the big story. Now, we're not going to go too serious on this because, you know, the old pandemic is still going on. Oh, God. Pretty crazy. You may have seen in the news, again, this is coming from the BBC, that China is still taking this shit pretty seriously in that if there's alerts that there are people with positive COVID tests in and around your area, you they shut that shit down like split second and wherever you are, you're trapped. And there's been like mm-hmm. photos I've seen where a bunch of people sleeping in public bathrooms because they're not allowed out anymore because that's yeah. where they're trapped. But this one a hit gift the news. and a curse. <laughs> like you're never going to be short of the bathroom, but then like you don't want to eat in there. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to think that's, you know, supply food drink and cleaning supplies at least but still yes not most ideal even if you're just thinking about comfort oh no yeah but you could just if it's like the urinals just get real close and hit the flush and let it wash wash (laughs) buddy you know 
get that take a little, lot of horrors um, baths with some wet wipes. Yeah, get the little what's it the the toilet the lemon scented cube thing. Mm-hmm. Freshness, all anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, lots of people are now apparently trapped in the happiest place on earth in oh Shanghai God. Disneyland. So people have been told that they will not be allowed out of the theme park until they can show a negative test. It comes after Shanghai reported 10 locally transmitted cases on Saturday. So China's controversial zero COVID policy test, that policy, this report says, has already seen millions of people repeatedly locked down, sometimes in unusual locations. The sudden nature lockdowns have seen people fleeing shops, including the Shanghai branch of Swedish furniture giant IKEA and workplaces as they try to avoid being trapped. However, those awaiting their freedom at Shanghai Disneyland can console themselves with one positive. Rides are continuing to operate for those trapped inside the happiest place on earth. No date has been given for when the park will reopen. Shanghai Disney says tickets will be valid for six months and refunds will be given. Now, this got me to thinking... Mm-hmm. What would be like the worst and the best places if you if you say you were living in China, where would be okay. the worst places? Because they say here, like in unusual places, like IKEA. If I had to get trapped somewhere, that wouldn't be the worst place. It's practically furniture a home with all the, the, the mock-ups, tons of stuff to sit on, and, and and all the meatballs you can eat. IKEA meatballs for dinner every day. Every day. Every Sign day. me up three times a day. Three times a day. Oh, three times, fool. Yeah, the worst place probably a wet market. <laughs> <laughs> I'm naughty. Kush, you. <laughs> but yeah, that hmm. public bathroom. That's pretty bad. That's not public bathroom one. is bad. You can't imagine it's clean already. Um, Grocery store probably pretty good, pretty good place to get trapped in. Depends, Again, depends. If it's just food and be- like, if there was one that at least sold, you know, c- c- towels or something, because you gotta make a makeshift bed, mm-hmm. right? Well, this is why IKEA is so great, you know. But yes, but then do they say you get trapped in a grocery store and you're like, mm, well, while I'm here, I'm yum 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 yum, and you're eating the stuff? Do they like once you get the negative covid test and they they just slip you the bill how does that work oh huh <laughs> i would hope that uh yeah they would just let us eat for free but uh that, that is a great point that is a great point um hmm. i had one other spot oh the whatever their version of costco is that's probably a pretty Ooh. good spot to get trapped in Good pick, probably cold good at pick. night probably very cold at night but uh um... yeah i'd be sleeping far away from the freezer section mm-hmm. and they do have that cold callous flooring mm-hmm. that bet's not very comfortable but they do have plenty of towels and robes and all you know pillows they, and they got all that shit i don't know you know if shanghai costco is the same as bergen county ridgefields but you know they've got the the, the, the garden furniture Imagine mm-hmm. I sleep on a hammock every night. Oh shit! Oh, oh and talk, you know, IKEA has the meatballs. Costco has that rotisserie chicken and the hot dog and the Coke deal we spoke about. Oh, 
Yep. But I'll I guess go. better than Mike. The, the, these hot dogs are free now. All that fountain Pepsi, free. It's free. Hmm. Worst place? Vet, uh, the vet or uh, animal <laughs> shelter? You would be able to sleep just always sick barking, meowing the animals. Barking, stinking, making a mess all over the place. Only thing to eat there is the dog food. Oh, yeah. Although you, your hair would be nice and shiny and full. Well, I mean, swings and roundabouts. Yeah, that's probably well, not, maybe not be yours, a thing for me. You know, not yeah. me. No, no. Well, your beard would be nice anyway. I hope so. Hope it's not filled with dog shit, but you never know. Um, what else would be a terrible? I would place? probably, you know, I'd probably like a nice bar. Like, oh, Outback, mm. Outback Steakhouse, boom, sign me up. Mm. Blooming onion, blooming yeah. Mm. Um, strip club, strip club strip would be a, a positive oh and a negative. Positive Imagine. and a negative. Imagine you just like you, you know, you lie to the wife and say, Oh no, we're just popping down the bar, and then you get trapped at a strip club. You're not getting away with that one. Mm-mm. Nope, you're there forever. And guess what? Those bitches never take the time off. Like they're always hitting you up for tips. It's like, so, so why are you here? You didn't want to spend money. Why'd you come in here? And you're like, bitch, I've been here for three weeks. Like, and do you really need the sixty dollar bottle of champagne right now? <laughs> Oh, it's only $60? Wow. What a discount. So top, okay. Let's go with top five. Let's rank it. All right, top five. All right, top five. Chinese Costco. Chinese Costco. Chinese Ikea. Ikea. Are we we putting a strip club in the top five, right? I mean, it's also going to be in in the bottom five. It depends on your marital status, I guess. I, no, I think even as a single gentleman, you'll just be like, fuck. I've only been hearing pulsing beat for like 125 to, hours now. And all I got is sleep. And now coming to the to, stage. Trying to sleep in a private booth and this bitch is shaking her ass against my head. Like, No matter where I lay down, my face is covered in glitter. What the hell? <laughs> It smells like coconut. Um, oh yeah, and, and warm vanilla sugar. Mm. But it, it After a couple of like weeks rocks. in there, you wouldn't be able to wash that off. You'd, you'd be smelling that on yourself for years, forever, forever. Sorry. So, so we only got three. Then we, we've only decided there's like three, three good spots, and one of them is also a curse. I mean, I guess Disneyland. It depends if you what you like. But then again, with, Disneyland is right up there with the strip club too. Like just Magic Mountain, just going off into like all goddamn day and night. But here's the thing: they keep they're keeping the rides going. Are they keeping like the characters going? Oh, I imagine like after about five days. Oh, I'm sorry, you still got COVID. Oh, fuck off! <laughs> just just punching Mickey Mouse in the face. Yeah. Goddamn. I mean, eventually, you know, like, and going back to the IKEA, eventually, we just like fucking IKEA meatballs again, eight days in a row. Here. Oh my god! <sighs> I've been pooping, pooping <laughs> keys all week. 
It's just like gravy now at this point. Oh. Wait, we can't remember more then. So what was the... So... A bar, I guess we, we agreed a bar. a bar is bar is good. But I think I think if not... you're gonna be if you're gonna be stuck there for like let's say ten days, I think it has to be like a corporate place, you know, like the Outbacks and the TGI Fridays, because I don't think I'd want to be sleeping in a dive bar for ten days. The TGI Fridays and the Outbacks, you know, the, the chain chain restaurants, they will at least have TVs there. So you'll never miss the game. Yep. You can probably watch all your favorite stories. Um yeah, someone will figure it out, and they'll figure out a way to just stream Netflix up there. I'm like, oh yeah, we're we're gonna watch Narcos now, season four. It's gonna be pretty great. You'd be on guilt-free binge watching. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've never watched Breaking Bad. Well, I guess I'm gonna start and finish it right now. Let's go. <laughs> Nothing else to do. Shit, where else are we going? Yeah, I've not seen Breaking Bad. But I like, I have no argument to not watch it now. If we're stuck at the TGI Fridays in Shanghai. It'd be like one drunken, stinky book club. Uh, yeah, it's all. It's all. Because that's the thing. Uh, you, yeah, you'd be having stink. horse barbs every night mm-hmm. with the little going to the bathroom like one at a time. You know, running the sink and using that pump thing. Get some soap and rubbing it all. Yeah, not nice. So I guess the moral story is: no matter where you get stuck, after a while you get pretty old. And you just probably want to go home. Probably just want to go home. But if you had to pick one, yeah. it would be number one. <laughs> anyway. I hope when I die, I hope I haunt this one particular strip club. Ooh, which one is it? I'm not going to tell you. No. Not here, at least. <laughs> then everyone will want to go. Wow. All right. Without naming the name of the strip club, why do you want to haunt it forever? Is it that good or that bad? It's that great. Ooh. I mean, come on, man. Like it's it, it's much like our, our Shanghai situation here. There's a bar, you know, there's half naked women all over the place. They do close eventually, so then I'll just like float around, you know, watch the game on Espen. Yeah. Lights to San Francisco. Go, go, go. Beautiful. All right, well, there you go. Let us know if you've, if you've missed any great ideas of places you'd yeah. like to get stuck for 10 days. Hit us up at Waffle Box Pod on the Twitter sphere that is now owned by the evil Emperor Elon Musk. But let's move on. Let's change topics. Let's talk about some world records. Let's talk about people doing things with their lives in this week's dumb world record of the week. Why? Why? Why would I? Why? 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 Why would you want to do that? Uh, it's at this point that I've realized I didn't start the timer on my watch. So. This is going to be a fun edit. Um, Dumb World Record. This week's Dumb World Record takes us to... I don't know where because it didn't say. Oh no, it does from India. India guy. So it says a oh. martial artist from India. It doesn't say if this he actually okay. took place in India, but he's from India. Um, he broke a world record, including nunchucks, coconuts, and six really trustworthy people. Oh, so someone's got to hold those fucking coconuts. No, well, no, there is a video of this bad boy. So what ha- happened was, so this guy. Um, his name 
is doesn't say brilliant no it does <laughs> kv say said dal salavi yep totally nailed that one um so he's standing in the middle right with his nunchucks and then there's in a circle six fellas on their knees with these like little hoopy holders attached to their head oh and so they put a coconut on their head gotcha. he smashes it with a nunchuck and then when he moves on to the next person they replace that coconut with a fresh coconut that sounds like it still hurts like i bet the, the video none of them kind of flinched in the video but yeah, yeah. i can't imagine it maybe fun. they're conditioned for it yeah no it sucks but this guy, because it didn't look like they had helmets on. It was just coconut on head. But this mm-hmm. guy, KB Sedalabi, managed to smash 42 coconuts in one minute. Okay, that's the, the answer to the greatest question ever asked. How what? many coconuts did KB Sedalabash smash at 42? We've, we've solved it. Hitchhiker's I only took a 70 episodes Adams, to get to it. Go. Oh, we finally solved it. We did there it. you go. Hey, no one else has done it. We did it. You did it. I was there. KB said I love you. Well, it does. Um, the way I'm pronouncing that. So, said I love La, da, da. So, it goes on. Whoa. Said I love you. Life goes on. It sounds French. Said I love you. Who did that song? Was that Paul McCartney uh, and Wings? I believe that's Paul. I believe Paul McCartney's in there somewhere. I don't know if it's a Beatles song or uh, a Wings song. No, I don't think that's. That doesn't sound. Oh, it might be. Might be part. Of, you know, when Beatles were smacked off their tits. But uh, um, Paul McCartney. Let's see what if Google Google comes up with this. Paul McCartney life. Goes on. Alexa says, oh, "Wow, look at that! It was the Beatles song called Ob Obladi Oblada." There you go. Yeah, and I bet what what year was it? I bet it was off their tits era. Duh, 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 duh. Oh, I can't find out. Whatever it doesn't make it's going to make great content. No, searching for that, but yeah. No, um, where was we? So yeah, this guy decided. You know what? I'm really good at smashing coconuts with nunchucks. And these six you got people it, it. owe me money. So I'm <laughs> going to merge the two. Break a world record. So shout out to him, I guess, for living your dream. I'm feeling it. Baby, I like it. I, I, I want to see the video. Oh, uh, if I remember. I'll try to remember. I'll put the link in the YouTube video. So go to, go to, go to, go to enjoywafflebox.com. Click YouTube. Watch our beautiful faces. Talkie, talkie, talkie. And then after the show, you can click the link and watch this guy go absolutely ape shit with these nunchucks. Right. That brings us a close to the first half of this week's Box episode 70. My Gosh, we're so old. We're about to retire and collect our social security. Still to come, we've got the middle of the show quiz. Kush is going to be reviewing the movie Till. 
We'll wrap the show up with the Feel Good Movie Story and there's so much more. Don't go away. We're just going to pay some bills. We'll be right back after this short break. It's now time for the middle of the show quiz. Hey, welcome back to Waffle Box episode 70. Still to come, we've got the trapdoor segment where we reach the letter E, cushion movie review, and more. But it is the middle of the show, so it's now time for the middle of the show quiz. So if you haven't tuned into an episode of Waffle Box before, what we do here is based on a theme of topic that we discuss on the show. I then give Kush a five-question quiz. Obviously, the name of the game is for him to get at least best three of five Ideally, a clean sleep, queen, clean, queen sleep, clean sweep, a clean sweep, clean sweep. But the queen does sleep sometimes. Um, if he gets well, the, the question, doing a lot of sleep in these uh, days. Oh, RIP. <laughs> um, if he gets the question correct, uh, too soon, man, too soon. Kush hears this noise. It makes him happy. There we go. Uh, if he gets a question wrong, he hears this noise. Which makes him sad. Oh, look at him. He's so sad. Um, this week's movie, not no, this week's quiz, is Disney themed. It is one of the uh, poor souls trapped inside. Still to this day, going around those roller coasters in the little <laughs> teacups, getting like, fuck's sake. I'm Goddamn teacups. I was just about to say that. Like, people, Jesus on, Christ. On <laughs> I don't care. I wish he'd stop showing me pictures of his kids. Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're not going to be friends after this. So, five questions about Disney and their history. Are you ready, Crochets? I'm ready, Mike Fish. Oh, that's good tense. That's a good luck, luck. Dramatic pause there. So, question number one. Question number one on Disney. Where and when? Just need the year. I'm not going to ask you to like, give me like dates and months. Where and when did the first Disney park open? Um, I mean, Anaheim, California. 9-11-1960. Oh, I'll give you half for Anaheim, California, 1955. Fuck, uh, right in the middle. I know, right? Well, everything's so on 9-11 now. Yeah, actually, I don't know. I think I don't know. Let's say it's March for funsies. Now, in total, question number two, in total, how many Disney parks are there worldwide? Now, you this is to clarify here. Clarify here. There, so technically, there are parks owned by Disney that aren't, but these are the ones that have, you know, like Disneyland, Disney World. Only those, because I know there are a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, Dis- there's uh, Anaheim, Florida, China, yes. Japan, Paris. I think that's it. That's all I know. If there's more, I'm surprised. <laughs> You missed one, and I don't know which one it is, but it's six. 
Is you need to know which one it is. Oh, no, I, no, I'm not going to look it up. Just trust me on this one. You got it wrong. Um, I've already spent five minutes of this podcast looking up a fucking Beatles song. Um, next question. Disney was formed in 1923 as the Disney Brothers Studios. Obviously, everyone knows Walt Disney. Roy. What was oh, his name? Is right here. Yeah, what up? Maybe I should. I should give you that. You know, I didn't finish the question. Um, you didn't finish the question, but uh, you didn't have to. Speaking of the opening show, we're talking about Elon Musk taking Twitter private, which is obviously the opposite of public. In what year did Disney officially? Go public onto the stock market. 1982. You'd be surprised, eh? 1957. Oh, wow. I know, right? That's crazy. Okay. Well, they knew what they had. Good for them. So here we are. We're standing at, you got 1.5 points. So technically, the best you can do if you get the next question right, you, you you have 500. You're paying 500 on the day. Question number five. I think that math is good, but okay. Well, 2.5 out of 5 is 500. Point 500. You know sure. what I mean? You know what I mean? All right. All right. All right. What was the name of the first ever short produced? Steamboat Willie. By Walt Disney. It's not Steamboat Willie. It's, um, it's a stupid rabbit, actually. Damn. Oh, I could have taken your first answer, but I didn't because I'm nice. Oh, oh. you are nice. It's uh, yeah. The it's, it's a goddamn rabbit. It was a whole thing with Kingdom Hearts. There might um, be a rabbit in it. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, I, I'm out. I don't know. I'm. Oh, it was yeah. Alice's Wonderland. What? Yep, buddy. So this is actually so I think technically the one you're thinking of the Mickey's ride or whatever the bollocks it was Steamboat Willie I think that was the first short produced by Disney Brothers Studio oh. but Did this, I miss the full feature this was just produced by Walt Disney so this was before Disney Studios and all that bullshit Alice's and it wasn't Snow Wonder White Man. that's weird no so Snow White is the first is the first movie they ever did. Yeah, this was a short movie. So this was a real this person, a real short. young girl interacting with animated characters. Huh. I've never even knew that um, was a thing. Check it out. Go on the YouTube. YouTube. Oh. And you'll be able to see it. It's proper okay. fucking creepy and trippy, but there you go. Unsurprising, okay. since obviously it one day would inspire Alice in Wonderland, which also was... Is it in color? No, this was 1920-something. 1921, okay. I think. So definitely not in oh, color. Wow. Wild. Creepy. Okay. Ah, anyway, that was fun. Mm. I won. I beat you. Go me. You beat me, Mike. You beat me. But now it's time to cleanse. It's time to cleanse. Because, you know, as we always say each and every week, this planet's far too populated with morons and idiots. Another such oh, scallywags. Whatever. So this I worked with a couple of them last week. Oh dear. Oh dear. So one by one, we are ridding the earth of treacherous people and other such 
humans in the trapdoor segment. You taking notes in this one? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I didn't laugh, but you're gonna mess me up. Pen and paper at the ready. So again, if this is your first time here, welcome. Take a seat. Hope you got a drink. Doesn't have to be alcoholic, but you know, it's probably for the best. Doesn't hurt if it is. Hurt if it is. You're an alcoholic. Yeah, then probably does hurt your friends and your family and yourself. Uh so I give Kush four humans. And he gets to delete one from history, send him down a trapdoor, but more importantly, he has to show his working. Over the past couple of weeks, we've been working through the old alphabet, which is, you know, the standard way to go through letters as depicted by, I don't know, whoever created the alphabet. Any ideas? Frank Frank Alphabet. Frank Alphabet, there Everyone you go. Knows. In uh, 1785 BC. Um, BC. So this week we're at the letter E. So the four celebrities... The begin with the letter E are Ed O'Neill, Eddie Murphy, Mm-mm. Eddie Redmayne, and Eddie Van Halen. You see, I've gone for a theme there. So Ed O'Neill, who, if you don't know who that, that he was, uh, he played Al Bundy, Married with Children, and also the the, the, the granddad in Modern Family who had the hot Hispanic wife. Eddie Murphy. Sofia Vergara. There we go. Eddie Murphy is actor, comedian coming to America and roar and all such good things. Eddie Redmayne. Roar. Eddie Redmayne. Um, what would he most be known for? I guess he was in um, the Harry Potter spin-off things. Yeah. Um, He's in he the was... Fantastic Beasts. Fantastic He's... Beasts. Um... He did that uh, the Wachowski movie with uh, Mila Kunis, uh, Jupiter Ascending. He's... Oh my god, that was so bad. Yeah, I didn't even see it. Oh, but, uh, he's in that. He's in a lot of stuff. Um, oh, Aeronauts. Anyone check out Aeronauts on Amazon Prime? That was really good. It's uh, better in a theater, FYI. But uh, Aeronauts, check it out. Um, and Eddie Van Halen, obviously from the band mm-hmm. Van Halen, father of. Wolfgang. Wolfgang. Oh, All right. So there's your four choices. Show to work in which one is going to be sent down trapdoor, Mr. Hates. So first off, I want to get something out. Is Eddie Van Halen still alive? I could have swore we lost him recently. Respect the process. He might he might be dead, but let's pretend he's not. Oh, he's asking Alexa now. Alexa's gonna squeal me up now. Snitch. Snitch. Right. Kush is still muted, but he's talking to us. Eddie Van Halen died in December of 2020. But you know what? He's not going down that fast. Eddie Eddie, Redmayne, you were so safe. That would have been my... Eddie Van Halen's back. Right, show you working. Who who right, who right. are you thinking about sending down a trap door then? Uh, Eddie Redmayne, because he's done the least of everybody on this list here. Eddie Murphy, the world needs laughter. Ed O'Neill is just he, 
the man's a fascinating specimen. You know, he's 72 years old and like a black belt in jujitsu and just, you know, fantastic actor. And then, of course, Van Halen, the, the world needs rock and roll, Mike, even even and post-mortem. Another, you know, another, you know, tip of the hat to Ed O'Neill. You know, did you see his house in Married with Children? Mm-hmm. He had that nice house. He had two kids. All off of shoe salesman salary. What a guy. He mm-hmm. must have been selling so many shoes to get that commission and the bonus. He's a he's a working man. So yeah, I'll give him credit. That's just that. his character. So but Eddie Redmayne, Wait, Eddie, you seem like a nice dude. It's not a documentary. It's not a documentary, unfortunately. Oh, damn it. Or maybe fortunately. So, so Eddie Redmayne. Dianara. Vio con Dios. Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> you got beat by a dead guy. Yeah, suck it, Red Moon. <laughs> ah, oh, I feel better. Did you feel that like traffic got a little bit easier? Just slightly. Mm-hmm. Just slightly. Look at that. Yeah. One less person on the bus. Oh, he, he always, and he, he, he would always take like two seats. Like, come on. Fucking man spreading all the time. Oh. It's just like, dude, your nuts ain't that big. Like, I get it, but your nuts ain't that big. I bet he's the type of guy that, you know, if you're like on the bus early in the morning where you don't really want to talk to anyone and there's like plenty of seats open, he just, he's the kind of guy that sits, sits next to you. Right next to you. Oh, oh. And, and, and that motherfucker lights up a cigarette oh, like, I mean, on the bus. Yeah, you fucking, can't even do that, man. How dare you. What are you doing? No, it's fucking it's rude. Cool. fuck are you thinking, Eddie Redmayne? Why are you smoking on the bus, man? Dick move. Meanwhile, Dick. he's punching a puppy. Like, just... Oh, every morning it's like a different puppies. Like, where are you getting all these puppies from, Eddie? Where are you Jesus. getting all the puppies? Oh, <laughs> dick. Anyway, let's talk about some lighter affair. It's now time for Kush's movie review. Kush's movie review. Kush's movie review is when Kush watches a movie and then he reviews it. It's nice and simple premise. This week he's reviewing Till, the story of, well, it's not technically the story of Emmett Till. It's mainly, from what I understand, mainly the story of his mother, really, correctly. Is that grammar correct? Uh, she, um, she takes up the majority of the film, yes, sir. Yep. We've, uh, we've, we've, you know, not risking getting myself cancelled. I'm going to stop trying to be funny at this point, and I'm just going to hand it over to my colleague, Mr. Hayes, to review the movie. You know, that's probably a pretty good bet because there's nothing funny about this fucking movie, dude. Uh, it's a true story, but it actually is also doubling as the world's scariest movie of the year. Honestly, we I had review for Smile. I had a review for uh, Halloween Ends uh, on a microdose a few weeks ago. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of great horror movies this year, but Till is by far the scariest movie of 2022. Why is it scary? Well, Mike Fish, only 67 years ago, dude, a, a 14-year-old boy was murdered at the hands of uh, some Mississippi residents for the crime of whistling at a white woman. That was all he did. Uh, he, he, and he not, only, not, only, not only murdered, but he it wasn't like they did it easy. No. Um, they So they never show any of the brutality, Thank but the they do show that. you the aftermath 
Um, you, you, you hear the poor child screaming, pleading, begging for mercy. And, and the aftermath is just, they found him in a river. His body just was bloated. His entire face just looks like a catcher's mitt. And then when that wasn't enough, they finally shot him in the end, uh, right in the head. Um, this is one, yeah, one of the most unjust things to ever happen. One of the most horrific things to ever happen, not just on American soil, but just in life. I think like the world's a brutal place, but God fucking damn it, dude! It doesn't need to be this fucking hard. Um, yeah. Uh, so, movie stars uh, Danielle Deadweiler. She plays uh, the mother of Emmett Till. Her name is Mimi. Mamie, and uh, this poor woman goes through hell. I think she absolutely deserves an Oscar nomination for this role because, like, she gets some ugly cries in. Like, she acts her fucking ass off to make you think, like, someone just murdered her kid. Yeah, and this is what she goes through to uh, to avenge him, to to get justice for him. Um, Whoopi Goldberg is in it, plays the young boy's grandmother. And then uh, mm. the title character of Emmett Till is uh, Jalen Hall. This is a movie directed by, uh, I think this is a woman, but uh, it's Chinooki, uh, Chuck Wu, and I'm still not even sure I'm pronouncing that name correctly. As brutal as this movie is at two hours and 10 minutes, it is still a PG-13. Um, oh, wow. It was in select cinemas in the middle of October, it just went into wide release this past weekend and it's not doing so well financially. So this isn't going to be a blockbuster. I think people are just uncomfortable with the subject yeah, matter as it is. I was going to say that. And um, I get it. Yeah. It's it. I could understand what, because if this was on like HBO max or whatever it's called, like this, that would be, it's like, oh, that's okay. I can, let's see how this is. But I guess like the movie going experience is like, for better or for worse, you know, I'm going to have a, let's, let's have an entertaining evening. Yeah, it is definitely hard, I guess, yeah. for people to, because if you, I'm assuming the majority of people, even though it did happen quite a while ago, I imagine the story of Emmett Till is, is one of those where majority of people, I imagine, know the story still today. And he's like, oh, do I do I, I don't think I was aware of it until maybe only a few years ago. Um, and it sounded terrible. But yeah, you gotta go in knowing what you're getting ready to get into. Um, this movie could have been way more brutal, so I'm glad it wasn't. I feel like they want this to be nominated for all the little gold trophies in March, but as good as it is, I don't think I don't think society is comfortable again with this subject matter now. You say this was a while ago, but this was 67 years ago, man. That's not that long ago when you put it into perspective. Yeah, but it's... what I'm saying is that, you know, the modern day person. No, I know what you know, you're saying. 20... I know what you're saying, man. But like, you know, someone someone was just able to retire two years ago. That's how that's how recent this this event happened. Um, however, because of these events in, in this true story, it's it's set the path for modern day civil rights for some reason. They say he was lynched, despite the fact that they just beat the dog snot out of him and then murdered him. I don't think a rope ever came into play, but maybe I don't understand the definition of lynching. However, having said all that, lynching was only finally made a federal crime this previous March. Jeez. 67 years ago, this horrible event happened, and only finally six months ago has it been made a federal 
crime, a hate crime. Uh, and it's... so a year ago, someone could lynch know. someone, and it'd be Depending like, well, it's it's up to the Probably local the full forces to deal with that one. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! Yeah, this um, yeah, this is gonna make you just kind of be a little little melancholy for a, for a few hours after you see it. Bring some tissues. Again, it gets very sad. Um, again, I think uh, I think Ms. Deadweiler is absolutely deserving of a nomination. Uh, Whippy Goldberg too. There, there's there's a scene where she's just like you. You feel her pain in in this whole process. Uh, again, I don't think they will, but they does definitely deserve them. We'll just see. I hope I'm wrong, but um, it's very well done. I won't cut out an ounce, one second of time from this film. It's uh, it's two hours and ten minutes. They're all justified, and it's a four out of five. Yeah, everyone should see it. I think I think this is going to be one of those things they show in schools, and uh, yeah, it's an important story. Everyone should be aware of it because we don't need to be repeating those mistakes. And there's there's a lot of stuff that's happening today that you still see in this film. Um, at one mm-hmm. point, the media sensationalizes things. Um, at one point, the state of Mississippi tries to uh, infer that this woman is in some part of a conspiracy. Like, one, they're trying to prove, like, that's that's just some dead body. That's not your 14-year-old child. Oh, by the way, you, you didn't have just one. You had two insurance policies on them. Maybe you're just trying to do this for the total of $400. It's, there's a lot of disgusting things in this movie that are still happening today. Um, having said that, and I hate to make it a serious waffle box, everyone should see this, um, but you, you probably won't. And I understand. It reminds me of like not I'm saying it's exactly the same, but it is kind of the similar vein of like the kind of uncomfortableness, but almost the necessary uncomfortableness you feel like when I used you know back in the day. What was that? Um, is it Mississippi Burning? Do you remember that movie? Similar kind of vibe. I, know of it. I never saw it. I was a little oh, young didn't for see that it. time. Jeez, no, no, that's another one of those where you like, whoa, this shit's crazy. But yeah, yeah I guess yeah. Uh, they they Sorry. hunted him for three days and finally found him at his cousin's house. By the way, he he's from Chicago. He was in Mississippi on vacation. You know what his vacation consisted of? Picking fucking cotton. With his bro- with his cousins, I don't even know if he was getting paid for the whole thing, but that was that was his vacation from Chicago. Uh, like a lot of a lot of weird shit happening in this time period, man. Um, and, and by the way, yeah, again, they they home invaded the house, they they held the family at gunpoint, and they took the child into the night, and then uh, murdered him very slowly. So. It's 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 fortifying. Yeah. yeah, terrifying. That, but yeah, again, this is this is the best horror movie of the year. Yeah, I was wondering where you before you know before we went live, you said this is a scary movie. But I was kind of wondering where you're going to go with that. But I get it. I get you what you're saying. I get you what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that's uh, just when did that actually officially get released? Uh, it got released. Uh... Uh, limited release two weeks ago officially were uh world nationwide this past friday oh there you go check it out but obviously again make sure you know what you're getting in for 
don't you know don't go into it you know put your popcorn and go oh i'm ready to be entertained get ready to learn yeah things like that well there you go so that, as as deep and as dark as that guy, I think this is probably the most like somber waffle box we've ever done. Definitely the most somber review I've ever given. So I think uh, we just need to transition into feel good story of the day. It's the coolest fucking story I've ever heard in my entire life. That's insane. Can I hear it again? Yes. As Kush alludes to, we end the show each week with a feel-good story, you know, just to get the, you know, the warm and buzzes, the bubbling inside, so you can, you know, if and you are like me, now. yeah, if you're like me, you typically tend to listen to podcasts when you're, you know, you're snuggled up in bed, you know, maybe not quite ready to go to sleep, but, you know, so you pop one earbud in. Lay down and listen to some soothing sounds. And if that is you right now, there's someone coming through the door. Um, there isn't. There isn't. Sorry, I'm just, sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. Um, yes. So this week's feel good story of the week comes to us from Indianapolis, state that it's so much fun to say. Indianapolis. Indianapolis. It sounds like it's got about 12 syllables in it. Indianapolis. So this young lady, Sarah Pulley, um, she's, this article comes from today.com. She knows what it's like to have a children, have a children? Jesus Christ, Mike. To have a child in a neonatal intensive care unit and has found a way to bring comfort to other parents going through the experience. Four years ago, Polly's daughter spent four months in the NICU. This inspired her, a salon owner, to become a volunteer at Ronald McDonald's house family room at the Riley Hospital for Children in Indianapolis. These rooms allow families of sick children to take showers and have a quiet place to eat whilst they're in the hospital. And when Polly learned the facility wanted to start offering salon services there, she said, and I quote, I knew this could be special. The beauty bar officially opened on September the 14th with a chair donated by Pulley herself and free hair care products from one of her distributors. She'll be there once a month shampooing hair and offering scalp massages and said the treatments are just as special for me. There is something about the connection between mums and the power of touch. So there you go. Sick little kitties, parents stuck there and I can, you know, uh, thankfully i've never gone through that but you know i know people who have that can be extremely you know horrible not only obviously for the children but for the parents going through all that stuff so you know the little bit of joy that that can be brought to them you know it's 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 very nice so shout out to sarah pulley of indianapolis uh you know giving back paying it forward you know she's went through it and now she wants you know to improve the experience, I don't know, is, it, is it an experience? I don't know that's the wrong word, but you know what I mean. You know, make people happy. You're a good egg, Sarah. So thank you very much for your service. Right on. <sighs> well, that brings a close to this week's Waffle Box. Episode 70. My gosh, gosh, hey, we've done 70 of these things. 
believe it? Yeah, believe it? Almost three days worth of our voice and picture. Some, there you go. Um, if you have been tuning in, if you're on your on, on the Steel Spotify podcast, by all means, leave us a five star review. I won't judge you. Um, if you would like to watch us, we are available on YouTube every week. Just go to enjoywafflebox.com for all of the links. You can follow us on social media while it's still around. Oh, gold. Mm. At Wafflebox Pod on Twitter and Instagram. I am found at only Mike Fish. This guy over here, you can find him at Kush underscore Hayes. Yes. Um, and also make sure you go to bosnet.family for the full archive of not only this podcast, but several other podcasts, um, including the Microdose. Um, is there anything coming up this Friday for the Microdose? We're talking with Poyo Del Mar, the, 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 the biggest cross-dressing manager in pro wrestling history. Is that it? Is that, is that the plug? We got some music. Okay. That's the plug. Microdose this Friday. Check it out, check it out, check it out, check it out. All right, perfect. But until next time, don't forget to take care of yourselves and each other. And accept no substitutes. That's all, folks.